Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Well, it's good to come together, right? It's always awesome to worship the Lord together. And it's amazing what happens when we come with a heart of worship. It's contagious. And I believe God takes pleasure in it, and I believe that... Uh, it's great for us, and uh, it's great for we, we receive in worship, actually, because this is where we see how great, a, great God is. And like Brenton was saying, um, we're going to four services uh, in the fall, and uh, I, I have this picture, and I shared that last week when we were at the park. How many of you were at the park? Ah, we had a great time, right? It was fantastic to, to be at the park, to be all together in one service. Uh, one of the things I believe God wants us to do is to make room. And I like the story in the Bible of Peter where he has Jesus in his home and a lot of people are there and there's this guy that's paralyzed and, and, and he needs room, but there's no room, so they make a hole in the roof to get him down. And, uh, and I believe that's our job is to make more room. Our goal, our purpose as a church is to see more people come to the knowledge of God. Uh, our goal and our calling is to see people come alive to God and his kingdom and we want, make, we want to make room for that, right? So thank you for your participation. Thank you for jumping on board because it's together that we will be able to make more room. Amen. All right. Well, uh, today I'm going to be speaking a a standalone message. Starting next week, we'll be talking about heroes that we find in the Bible. and We'll go through heroes through the summer. It's going to be great. What I want to talk about this morning, I want to talk about Abba. I want to talk about Father God. Can you tell your neighbor that you have a Heavenly Father that loves you. Can you do that? You have a Heavenly Father that loves you. We have Abba in our lives. I, I don't know exactly how to approach this message. I, at first I felt that I should sit on a stool and just talk to you and just more kind of a conversation and just share my heart to you when it comes to Abba. But I, I believe that when it comes to our life, when it, when it comes to our needs, um, when it comes to our future... I think it's very important for us to understand who God is. Um, If you look in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, we see God as Elohim, the the eternal God, the creator, the absolute God. And and we see him work and creating heaven and and earth, and we see him um, creating man and woman. We see him being uh, the, the mortar and the heart of creation, that God is the creator. And later on in the Bible, you see God revealing himself to Moses, and he said, I am, I'm Yahweh, the God of the covenant, that God is the God of covenants, that God keeps his covenant. And and so we discover the God of the covenant, God that is faithful to his people, God that never gives up uh, with his people, and we see that through the life of, uh, of, of God's people, the Israelites. And then you, you find in, in the gospel, Jesus, uh, he gives us another picture of God, and he, and he pictures God or he paints God as Father. Pretty amazing, right? When he, when, when he teaches his disciples to pray, our Father in heaven, he doesn't say, my Father in heaven, but our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And, and Jesus' desire was for us to discover God as Father. And it, it's hard for us to to know God as a father, it's hard for us to grasp this thought, this thought that God is Abba and is a father. Um, there's different reasons why we find it hard. One of the reasons why we find hard 
to see God as a father is because we think about who he is, the creator, like the one that controls uh, the cosmos, you know, the one that is God over all. And when you think about how awesome and how big he is and, and how um, that he's eternal, that he has no beginning, that he has no end, and, and you see through Scripture how he is uh, transcendent, he is beyond creation, he, he is not like us. We were made in his image that we are made spirit like him, but he is, he is on another level, right? And so when you look at God this way, sometimes you, we feel intimidated. We feel like, can, can you, God, the creator and the maker of the heaven and the earth, be interested in me? Like, really me? Uh, when you look at the billions of people that are walking on, uh, on this planet, do, do you see me? Are you aware of me? Do you, do you love me? And it's hard to grasp, right? It's hard to take a hold of the truth that God loves me and that God wants to father me because we, 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 we look at this thought or we, we think about the fact that he is so big, so immense. The Bible says that he makes the earth his footstool. So he, he is God and he wants to relate with me. Sometimes that's hard to grasp, right? And, and sometimes we get caught with that. We say, I don't want to disturb God with my things. Like he's got, he's got bigger fish to fry than my things, right? Come on. We say to God, you, you, are you really interested in getting involved in my life when you have all this, when you have all this, this world to care for, right? And, but the thing is, is when you connect with God on a personal level and you draw close to him and you experience him, it rocks your world, right? When you have this first contact with God and you experience his peace or you get filled with the spirit or God answers your prayer, or you have this connection with God and your body, your inner person uh, connects with God, it really rocks your world. I, I know the first time where I experienced God, it really rocked my world because it became personal, right? Personal. Sometimes we, we don't really want God to be personal that, because when he becomes personal, then he becomes involved, right? And, and, and the thing is, it's dangerous for us to live life just thinking as him as a ruler of, of the cosmos, Right? And this is why there's people that are adopting agnosticism. agnosticism. Oh, that's pretty hard to say, right? Because they, they believe in a God. They believe that God exists, but he's not personal. How can he be personal? And so sometimes we experience this hang-up. You're too big for me. But the Bible proves otherwise, that he wants to be personal, that he reveals himself as Abba. Well, another, another reason that we find sometimes hard to, to see God as a father or we have a problem to see God father us is when we look at ourselves. When we look at our mistakes, we, when we look at our brokenness, when we look at our failure or lack of consistency and so on, and we look at ourselves and you say, God, if I would be you, I would have given up on me, right? And sometimes we get caught with this mindset that we're too broken, that we're too far, that we're too miserable, that why would God get involved in, me, in, in my life or why would God show me love when I'm like that? And, and that's a lie that some of us believe, right? You talk to people and, and, and you see that some people have a problem to see that God can love them because they look at their own lives and they feel unworthy and they feel too sinful or they feel too broken to, to, to see God in their lives. And their thought is, um, I'll, I'll fix my life and then I'll come to God. It's like, for example, Jesus is knocking at my door, but hey, kids, clean up the house. Jesus is at the door, right? You want to show him that you have a clean house. So, so, and sometimes we think that we 
we got to clean our house up and we got to do this and do that to experience, to experience them. And we get caught with, with that lie, right? And it's, it's dangerous for us not to see God too big where he doesn't want to be, he's big, but not that he's too big, but that we see him too big for me and the danger of seeing myself too broken for him to come and intervene in my life. When I see myself in these two ways, then I miss out on God. And another reason I believe why we have a problem to be fathered by God is because of how we, we look at our past, how we were raised. Um, I remember growing up and I remember going to Bible college. I, I, I understood the, the word father and, and I saw God as a father, but I didn't see him as daddy. I didn't see him as Abba. I saw dad as a father that had that has expectations on me, and I saw dad, I saw father that had a path for me that I had to follow, and, and all of this, and it became very legalistic and very performance-oriented, and that because of that, I started to judge others because I did some changes in my life, and I noticed that people around me did not do the same change, and I thought it was better than them, and I looked down at them, but I saw, like, father, thy father, right? That father figure that is not touchable, but he's father. That, that he rules his house, and, and he's there, but he's not personal. And it rocked my world when I discovered father as Abba. Not, not just father, but daddy or poppy or papa. It's, it's, it's huge, right? Because you can know God as father that is distant, a father that is there, that gave his only begotten son, and it can be very formal. But when, when God reveals, when God through the scripture revealed father, and that was the intent of Jesus, to reveal Jesus as Abba, it changes everything. And I believe that, I really believe that when it comes to living a life of joy, when it comes to living a life of fulfillment, I, I think this is so huge. If I don't take all of this truth that I'm loved by Abba, that I'm secure in Abba's love, that I'm cared by him, that he values me as you value your kids, he values me more. If, if, I, if, I, if I don't know this truth, I will live like an orphan. I will survive. I will be on survival mode. I will do things on my own. I, I will carry the whole load on my shoulders. And I know that there's some people here this morning that you have heavy shoulders. You're carrying life on your soldiers. You're ca carrying the past, the future, the stress, the drama, everything that is around you, your work, and it's so heavy. And, and you feel that you got to carry it. But when you experience God as Father, and you go to a deeper level, and you see Him as Abba, and you experience Father as Abba that wants you, that loves you, that wants to hold you in his arms, that wants to teach you, reveal himself to you, that wants to be personal, it changes everything. Because Father, when you hear the word Abba, it really talks about in your face. It's about being there in your life. I remember many years ago when my daughter was, I don't know, maybe 12 years old, and we were camping, and we took a trail. We went right in the bush behind Lake Superior, and, and she, uh, she's, she walked on a nail, and it went, she, had a, she, she, went, she had a big, uh, big hole in her, in her foot, right? And she couldn't walk any, anymore. And I remember, I didn't know what to do. We were so far away in the bush. So I, I remember picking her up, and I remember walking such a distance, having her in my arms, 
And I remember this hill I climbed to have to bring her to the tent trailer. Later on, I, I, I went back to see how far it was, and I said to myself, I don't know how I carried her. I, I don't know how I did that. But it was Father Abba that stepped in. You know that, that we, we, think we, we talk about the mother bear? But there's also the caring father, caring bear, right? The care bear <laughs> that comes in and, and does the extra, extra mile that guards his kids. And, and this is how father is for me. He's personal, you see? It's important for me to see that and to understand that. And another reason why we have a problem to see God as a father is because we haven't seen a lot of good examples around. We don't know where to look at. Right? We say, okay, how does that look like to, have, uh, to, 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 have, uh, to see Abba Father? I'm not pointing the fingers at fathers here and putting pressure on you because I can't be Abba. Only God can. Right? But the thing is I want to see Abba make me and fashion me so I can be more like him. It's not the pressure of being like Father God. I can't be Father God. There's only one Father God. But I need to realize that Father God wants to get involved in my life. And we live in a life, we live in a world where we're so individualistic. And we do life on our own. And it gets hard. It's get, it gets heavy, you know. And, and we try to do it without Abba. The thing is, when you experience Abba in your private life, and you go and you run to him, you will experience such a peace, you'll experience such a joy, it's going to be life-giving, and we need that in our lives. So, you know, there's many reasons that, that throws us off when it comes to the Father. If you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 15, it says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testify with our spirit that we are God's children. And so it's so amazing, right? And we want to take a hold of that. Like God wants it to make, make it personal, and he wants to be real in your life. And we want to take a hold of this truth. And I, and I believe one of the big things that we struggle with is, is we have a tendency of taking ownership of things, Right? As fathers, we want to take ownership. And, and, and anyone that has responsibility, we want to take ownership. And God wants to say, hey, you're not alone in this. I'm with you. I, I want to carry you through. I, 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 I want to move in your life. And, and I, I really believe that how I live my life will be influenced by how I see God, if I see him as Abba. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Again, you have the word crying, Abba, Father. It's kind of a revelation. <gasps> Abba, God, you are not just Elohim. You're not just Yahweh. You're a father. But beyond being a formal father, you're an Abba, Father, a personal father, a father that wants to have eye contact with me, a, a father that wants to care for me, that wants to protect me, that wants to play with me, that wants to be relational. And I think this is why the cry comes out, Abba, Father, you're so amazing. This is unreal. How can this be? How can the, the God of the universe wants to hold me in his arms and, and see me as his kid and treat me as his own? It's so amazing. And I believe that we need to have a, a shift when it comes to our mindset. I believe that if we want to be fruitful 
And we want to fulfill God's calling, and I'll talk about that in a moment. It's important for, see, for, it's important for us to see God according to the Bible. And if you look at the Bible, and I can't make justice to it because there's a lot of things I could say, but when you look at the image of Father, the first thing is He will never leave you. He will never leave me. Never will He leave me. You know, when I went to, um, to Central America, one of the common denominator I saw when we visited families was a lot of men were not in the house. And uh, the mother would say, and the kids would say, well, he might come back, but we're not too sure. It was kind of a trend. It seems to be how things happen. And you could see the brokenness of, of the wife and the brokenness of the kids. But our father, our Abba father, will never leave us. He will always be in the room. Can you tell your neighbor that he will always be in the room? He will always be in the room, always. Whatever you go through, whatever you're facing, it doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It doesn't mean that life won't be rough. But the thing is, Abba will be there. He will always be there. And that's what he says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. He says, not to rely on your own resources, but realize that you have Abba in your life. When he says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And that's something I, I need to go to the bank with. I need to go to the bank with this, this truth that he will never leave me, never forsake me. I have to let it sink it in my heart that Abba, the one that cares for me, will always be there for me, will never renounce me, will never throw me outside. For sure, I can push him away, and I can walk away from him, but he's always there, always wants to get involved, always wants to care for me, always wants to be there. And this is why Paul says, when it comes to the revelation of grace, that we can call him Abba. Not just father, but a personal father, like what you call your dad. It might be in low German, it might be in German, in French, but we call our dad in a personal way, right? It gets your attention. When, you're, when your kid, especially when they're a little older, they call you by dad or Papa, it really gets your attention. It stirs up your emotion, right? And, and, I, and, and God wants us to see him this way. God wants us to see him this way. You, you know the biggest sin where you find in the Bible is man trying to do life without him. Over and over, the story of the Israelites is when they're in trouble, they come to God, and when things get better, they walk away from God. And then they go into another hole, and they call God, ah, come and help me. And God intervenes, and, and then they follow God for a while, and then they walk their own way and they follow. And that's the history, right? It, it's a bit our history too, right? And, and the thing is, we have to realize that Father is, is, wants to be personal. He wants to be in my daily life, and he's going to make a huge difference in my life. It's not that he walks away. I, I can walk away, but he will never leave me. And that's what the Word says. Secondly, he knows my needs. He knows my care. He's not surprised by your needs. You, you got needs. We, we could have a list long, a scroll long of different needs. We all have different needs, personal needs, needs of our people, the people that are close to us. We have a, lots of needs. And, and we need to know. We need to believe. And it's a walk of faith where we rely on the fact that Father loves me and he cares for me. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, a verse that you've read before, and probably what I'm sharing to you, it's not new, but sometimes we've got to be reminded 
that the foundation of our lives, how we can live our life in the image of Christ, it's to know that we're loved by God. And we, we need to remember that Jesus is the proof of that love. Uh, he's the gift of God so, we can, so that uh, we, can, we can experience freedom, right? So, so I need to know that God will care for me. And it says in verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. It doesn't say here that you're not called to work, right? What, he, what's, what it says here, it, it's an export. It says, And yet your Father in heaven sees them. You're, you are much more valuable than they that's, that's, that's the phrase here. You are much more valuable than they. Who is you who worry can add a single hour to his life? But I, I, need, I need to let that sink in my heart for a moment here, okay? It says here, you are more, you are, uh, you, you are more valuable than the birds. I'm valuable in his eyes. Can you say that to your neighbor? I'm valuable in his eyes. I'm valuable I'm more valuable than they. A little, a little later on in the same gospel, in chapter 23, uh, verse 9, it says, And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father and he's in heaven. Why is this? Is it bad to call your dad father or to call him father? No. What, what the intent of this verse is, is there's only one that will provide to your needs. The only one that will meet you, meet you where you are. It's Abba. And that's what Jesus is saying. Don't rely on, on swords and on chariots like he said to the Israelites. Rely on the fact that you're loved by God. Rely on the fact that when you get up in the morning, you're valued by him. Rely on the fact that when you do life, you know that you have a personal father. His name is Abba. And that he cares for you and he loves you. And he has his heart filled with affection for you. For those that are parents, you remember when you saw your, your, your baby for the first time? You know, they're, they're not always looking very good, right? <laughs> but for us, they're amazing, right? And everybody, everybody around us, they're all lying. They're all saying, oh, we've got a beautiful baby. And then they get, they get in the car and they say, well, wow, what a head, right? LAUGHTER <laughs> But when you see that kid, wow, see the eyes, you see the ears, and you, you play with the toes, it's amazing, right? And we have affection for that kid. Well, you got to know that Father Abba has that affection for you. Father God has that affection for you. Wow. I, I need to believe this because that's, found, that's foundational when it comes to my walk. If I take a hold of this truth, it, it changes the way I do life when I know that Father has an interest in me and that He has affection for me, that He cares for me. You know, He takes great delight in me. It says in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, a beautiful verse. It says, the Lord your God is with you. That's pretty good, right? He is, a might, he is mighty to save. And look what He says after. He will take great delight in you. He will take great delight in you. It's talking about the new covenant. It, it, it's talking about the revelation of Father that's coming through Jesus. He, he says he will quiet you with his love. It's okay, Claude. It's okay. I'm with you. It's okay. You're not alone in this. I, I see your pain. I, I see your struggle, but it's okay. I, I like it so much. He quiets me with his love. 
And he says, he will rejoice over you with singing. God will rejoice over me with singing. You know that kind of, uh, uh, if, you, if you look at the, the Israel culture, what they would do is they would place someone in the middle and they would la 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 and celebrate the person. And, and I don't know how you feel when you're there, right? It might, it might be a little bit intimidated. But, but God, think about this. God is having a party over you. Nah, 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 nah. And you're in the middle of it. That's God celebrating you, taking pleasure in you. Wow. It's huge, right? I, I need to know that. I need to believe that. I, I look at this verse. I say, God, yeah, help, help me see this verse sinking into my heart. That you are with me, that you're mighty to save, you're able to do the impossible, that you, t- you take great delight in me and, and you will quiet me with your love and that you rejoice over me with singing. I think it's so funny, right? It's me. I, I've got to laugh because I don't deserve that, right? That's why we call it grace. I want to tap in that grace, right? It, it doesn't mean that he rejoices over me that he stops being God, Right? It doesn't mean that when he rejoices over me, it's not, he, he stops of being holy and truthful and, 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 uh, and, 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 and eternal. No, it doesn't change that. But he comes and he rejoices over me because he takes pleasure in me. He will always protect me and keep me. I, I like what it said in Psalm 18, verse 1. I love you, Lord. O oh, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy, worthy of praise, and I will, and I'm saved from my enemies. And you see this, the psalmist here says, you know, God is my protector. And God will protect you. God will stand in your behalf. God will be there as a father would, would do. And sometimes the problem is that we don't see we don't see the, the, the whole story. It's, it's like, for example, your kids at 11 o'clock or so, they, they're hungry, right? They want to eat. And you tell them, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And, and sometimes when we, what happens, we get caught in our present, and we forget that God sees the whole story. And sometimes because we're caught in the present, we forget that God will care for my needs. And, I think I, and then I take ownership and I do stupid stuff instead of relying on him, right? But you got to believe that your father cares for you and he sees further than you. So you want to rely on that. If I believe that God cares for me, if I believe that he's Abba, I will wait for his rescue. I will wait for his ways because I know they will be good. Because he's Abba. Right? He will love me unconditionally. His love is unconditional. And you find that in Romans chapter 5, verse 6. You see as just as the, at the right time, when you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we had anything to give to him, he loved us. He sent his son. There's nothing I can do for him to love me more or less. There's nothing I can do. He loves me. He chose willingly to love me. And I think that rocks my world and should change the way I do life. I believe there's a fruit of experiencing the, Abba, the Abba's love. I believe that when you understand the love of the Father and you, and you grow in this and you get your roots deep in the love of the Father, it's going to change your life because my, change, my focus will change. 
If I know that God loves me, my, my focus will change. My focus will, 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 will be totally different because my love need is met. When my love need is met, when I know I'm secure in God, when I know that I'm loved by God, listen, if I, if I don't believe I'm loved by God, I have to survive. I've got to take care of this guy. I've got to fight for this guy all this time. But if I know that I'm loved by God and that he's my ab, I don't have to fight for this guy anymore. This is where I can love my neighbor. This is where I can be generous. Freely, I receive, freely give. It's not freely you receive, freely keep. Right? But freely give. Because you receive so much. You know that Father will care for you. You know that Father will be in your life forever, that He's Abba. You know that you're rooted in Him. So you're not afraid of loving your neighbor. You're not afraid of being generous. You're not afraid of extending a hand because you know that your needs are met because Father is in the room. But if I don't see Father, listen, this is, this is huge. If I don't see God as Father, as Abba, I will be on survival mode, mode and I will live like an orphan. I will fight for my rights. You see? A son doesn't fight for his rights because he knows his father. You're dealing with me? Deal with my father. He's big. He's strong. He's bigger than yours. Right? That's Abba Father. So you trust in him because you know that he cares for you. So it changes your focus. It changes the focus on how you do life. You know what it does to you? It takes care of all my fears. If there's something that we deal with today is our fears. Like how many... You look at how many pills are being sold just to deal with anxiety, right? I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not saying you should not, I'm not talking about the pills or not. I'm talking about do I see Father as the care of my heart, care of my life? And I believe that when I see Father as Abba, it, it can take care of a lot of anxiety. I think there's a lot of anxiety that we carry is because we don't see God as Father, we don't see him as Abba, you see? Because when you don't see him as Abba, you are on your own and you're on survival mode and you gotta make it work and, and, and you're caught by all your fears. But when you get up in the morning, whatever the situation, whatever the storm is, you get up in the morning and you know that God is on your side and you know that God is Abba to you, it changes your outlook, it changes your focus. It brings joy into your heart. It brings peace into your heart because you're not alone. And this is the way we should live. This is not just a good idea. It's not just, oh, well, this is good for church and then I leave here and I live the way I want, I want to. No, it really can change your life when you understand that you're loved by God. And this is why it's not a one-time shot. I have a problem with this. And this is why I was sharing at first the reason why I have a problem to see God as a father because I struggle with that all the time. I've got to refocus it, God. Yeah, you are in the room. Yeah, you are Abba. Yeah, you care for me. Yeah, you will make a way. Yeah, you're there with me. You know my needs, and you love me more than I love my kids. And when I take a hold of this truth, wow, it changes my perspective and my outlook. You know, at the same time, it also says in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, his goodness leads me to repentance. When I, I see this amazing grace and this amazing love and this amazing care of Abba towers me, it leads me to repentance. I don't want to live on my own. I don't, want, I don't want to follow my own path because when I follow my own path and I run my own path, I'm on my, on my own. 
I don't want to do things on my own. God is always there, but he says, I want to get involved in your life. And I want to be present in your life, but it's really up to me. He knocks at the door, and it's up to me if I want him or not. But the thing is, when you understand how great he is, and you understand how loving he is, and how much he's personal, it leads me to repentance. I don't want to have another life. You know why? Because it's, life is heavy on my own. Life is difficult on my, home, my own. I need God. I was made, I was made for this. I was made to have a relationship with, with him. And this is where you see the, 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 the uh, revelation, how it increased from Elohim to the God of the covenant. Yahweh is still Elohim. He's still Yahweh. But now he's to you and me, Abba. And my prayer is that we would let Abba take a hold of our lives. We would run to Abba. We would experience his love and his affection. My prayer this this morning is that you would see him as your Abba and you would experience freedom. You know, you would not carry the world on your shoulders. I believe God can do that with you this morning. I believe that he can turn the switch on. He can do a change in your heart. For sure, there's something you have to feed after because you got to remind yourself that God is not distant. He's not just a creator. He's not just the God of the covenant, but he is Abba. And he loves you and he wants to care for you. And as you live this way, it's going to make life a lot easier. Amen? I would ask you to stand. With all the eyes closed this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus, wow, you... you you are for such a treat. If you never, maybe you walked away from your faith and, and you, maybe you feel that God is too big and you think that you're too broken and, and you look at your past and you're, you're just broken because of your past and you look around and you've never seen a good example of how a father looks like. You know, I want to let you know that father is here and, and that's why he gave his son so that you would experience that unreal love that undeserving love that care that comes from heaven I don't want you to leave here without having Jesus in your life because Jesus is that bridge between you and the Father He's the one that died so that you could experience the love of the Father because God is holy and we are not and the only way that holiness was able to be met is by His Son that died and took our sins on Him so if that's you this morning, I don't want you to leave without saying yes to God. And I'm going to give you that, uh, that platform. If it's you, if you're here this morning, I want you to raise up your hand and say, hey, I want to return back to Father. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is that you this morning? Anyone here? No stress, but hey, if your heart is beating, if you have a convic conviction, respond, because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Secondly, how many of you, you are heavy burdened? Like you are stressed. You, you, your shoulders are heavy. You know, you, you've lost focus of Abba Father. You have wounds, you have hurts in your heart. You have the same record playing over and over again. You lost track of your calling. And you're not able to do Ministry, you're not able to serve, you're not able to love your neighbor because you're caught up with wounds. 
You're caught up with stress and, and, and you don't see God as Abba. That's you this morning. Can you just stretch your hand in front of you and say, God, I surrender to you my life. Thank you for being Elohim, the creator. Thank you be, for being Yahweh. But thank you for being Father Abba to me. I, wanna, I, I want to give my life to you, Abba. I want you in my life. Father, I pray for your love just to come in and just to strip people away from anxiety, fear, discouragement, loss of focus, loss of vision, loss of hope. Father, I pray that supernaturally you would just come in and wash over us. Father, we repent of our sins, of not coming to you, of carrying things on our own. And we want to experience the love of the Father in a new way. So, Father, I just pray that you would go beyond my words this morning, that you would just come and release hearts for those that feel too distant, feel too broken. Father, I pray that these walls would be broken right now and they would experience a freshness of your love. And as they leave here, that there would be a freedom in their devotion and that they would know that when they do life, they're not alone. You're with them. Not only that, that you love them like a father does. We thank you, Abba, for your affection. We thank you for your love. We ask that you would lead us by your spirit to live by this and to stay in that position of love by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.